0: Welcome back once again to this uh, bonus episode of Trash Future. Uh, it comes out just after the leader debates, so, you know. Uh, Go and uh, just go. Go and do your own research. Fill in your own bits. We'll have some more on those yeah, uh, next week. You could be, be watching believe, them right now.
1: Can't believe that Jeremy Corbyn suplexed Boris Johnson through the podium. Who would have imagined?
2: So, so yeah. I, I haven't I, it jacked trans I, Jeremy Corbyn. I, <laughs> I haven't been watching any of the uh, any of the stuff because I didn't want to make noise in the studio. But one thing I did want to point out, just so you guys are aware, is that the debate stage looks like the set of the movie Tron. And I'm going to bring it up oh, on the screen yes. on our side. It, oh, it looks like a kind of weird futuristic octagon. I don't know what the hell. Johnson versus Corbin in like Miami Vice neon lights. It looks <laughs> yes. hellish yes. in the worst way. I want, so. them, I want them to come in in like silk dressing
3: gowns to like dramatic fucking Eye the Tiger type shit. I don't think that's the vibe.
1: I
0: think the vibe is
1: like cyberpunk.
0: Mm-hmm. Specifically, Cyberpunk 2077. Yes. Uh, they're mm. all going to be rolling hundred-sided dice. But no, uh, you can most, you can probably, except for the suplexing, ignore the debates, unless, of course, Boris Johnson does like accidentally like admit some state secrets I, I, or something. I'm just very
1: tickled by the idea of Cyberpunk 2077 election season, just for the idea of a Lib Dem pamphlet that's like Labour can't win a night city.
0: Speaking yeah. of the lib Dems, I wanted to uh also introduce our uh our, our guest for uh the this episode, uh, Mr. Loki Nash, uh, a noted oh, internet prankster and the BBC's shitposting czar. All right. Loki, how's it going? Not bad, you. Uh you know, I'm I'm doing pretty well sitting in the studio, having a very good time. Now, starting out with the uh lib lib Dems lying. Now this is uh this is some very interesting shit posting because it has been alleged uh, that the liberal Democrat leader Joe Swinson has been murdering squirrels yes, very C- interesting Incredibly
1: alleged we might say uh doubts continue mm. to mount about the squirrel murdering accusation
0: well so w- what happened is uh and this is this is basically just a bunch of very 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 earnest, serious, stupid people coming into contact with. Just posting for the first time. Oh, it's all of British journalism. <laughs> that an, an article was uh, created in Photoshop to look like the Daily Mirror that uh, showed <laughs> that alleged Joe Swinson had been killing squirrels, or as she called them, pleb rabbits, uh, <laughs> with a uh, slingshot.
2: Or that the author the author of the piece for the mirror was an, a journalist named Wurrence Telephine.
1: I mean that's that's, my well, favorite that's the detail. most plausible part of it. Yeah. <laughs>
0: that's a that's a tough name no. if ever I heard one. Not at the mirror though. That wouldn't be someone who writes at the mirror. That'd be someone who writes at the telegraph. Yeah, well like the new European. Yeah. So uh, what's essentially happened is that um, this has gotten popular enough now that a lot of people, so, you know, credulous older people are believing it and sharing it, causing a lot of hand-wringing among the Lib Dems. It's unfair. It's unfair that anyone would say any kind of jokes about us, because what if people believe the jokes and they just believe credibly that our terrible leader is a squirrel murderer? Yeah. Well squirrel she was actually training because
3: squirrel murdering is how if you're not from the upper classes you can like get, get your hand in with fox hunting, which is a much more expensive sport. Yeah, it's like so training you just Yeah, you just you just ride a whip it around your like council house garden and just like fire a catapult at squirrels. And if you're good enough,
0: you can get sponsored to go up to the big leagues. So uh Loki, as someone who frequently is asked by the BBC to talk about posting Uh, I'm going to read out uh, Joe Swinson's response, and I'd like to see what you think of um, her her little bit of, oh dear, hand-wringing over the allegations of squirrel murder. She couldn't have been murdering squirrels because she was actually in Pizza Express in Woking.
4: (laughs) (laughs) We're going to get to that later.
0: They're quite sophisticated in that people can believe them. I do think it's worrying because it has echoes of what we've seen in other elections and particularly when you think about fake news and the technological possibility for deep fakes where videos can be faked then I think there's <laughs> questions about the role of publishers... <laughs> Photoshopped her head onto a squirrel <laughs> in circulating this kind of thing which is untrue because it's actually very difficult to prevent its spread. So, Loki, what's your take on that?
5: Um, <laughs> I had actually had the whole thing. Uh, well, it's If people believe that, then what does it say about Joe Swinson? Mm -hmm. If somebody believes that she would happily just murder squirrels with rocks and call them pleb rabbits, (laughs) that says more about Joe Swinson than it does about fake news.
2: Or if they read the piece and they were like they they read the quote where she says I never aim for the head because that's too clean of a death for them. <laughs> I mean come on the whole point about this is is you're supposed if you read it mm-hmm. like it's not it's not such obvious fakery that people would fall for it. Like if you read the details there's zero way you can believe this is true yeah. and yet all good, all good posting contains a kernel
0: of truth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's it seems
1: morally though... true, even if it is. <laughs> and we have to say for legal reasons, absolutely not literally true. No. Nice.
0: Well, oh, here's the other
1: thing, though. I'm, I'm saying it's true. <laughs> yeah, it is true. It, it is <laughs> true. It, it, it is true. She she does murder it, squirrels. Yeah. Oh
0: well, here's the thing. If she has categorically denied murdering squirrels, but has ever hit a squirrel while driving, then we can say that the Uh, repeated media allegations that she has murdered squirrels, Uh, her her denial is actually not quite true. And now doubts are beginning to mount as to Joe Swinton's relationship with squirrels in general. Riley,
1: you're giving her Pinocchios on this.
0: (laughs) I'm giving giving her Pinocchios. I'm suggesting there are institutional problems. Yeah, I mean, what is she
3: doing to prevent the murder of squirrels in general? Because even if she hasn't murdered squirrels, maybe she has given far too much airtime to those who have. You know, those are the (laughs) questions we need to be asking.
0: Um... But also, you know, just this last week, if we're talking about Lib Dem fake news, um, Liberal Democrat former Tory candidate uh, Sam Gima has claimed that Labour MP for Kensington Emma Dent Code was partly responsible for the Grenfell tragedy, which has been proven false uh, completely. And she is now taking him to court. And yet Mm. the squirrel murder thing is what causes Joe Swinson to go hand ring on LBC. That's
1: because squirrels' lives matter, unlike people who live in tower blocks.
3: Yeah, I mean, you know, according according to, uh, you know, Tory logic, actually the thing that caused people to die in the Grenfell fire was their own their own silly actions. <laughs> just yes, just doing the
1: been... re-smog thing and being like, well, if I was a squirrel, I would just not get hit by the rock.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I would merely
0: duck and weave to avoid the stones being ineffectually flung by this Lib Dem. You know... They say that, actually, you, if you take away the squ- the stone-throwing Lib Dems, then the squirrels will get lazy and shiftless, and we won't have as many good squirrels.
3: Listen, give a Lib Dem a squirrel, and they'll eat for a day, but give a Lib Dem a catapult.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, but you also, uh, Loki, you have... Um, you're not... J- you're not just called in whenever shit posts happen. Sometimes you just <laughs> your signal into the sky. Yes. Because you have single handedly created a sinister function on Twitter that allows you to search for political candidates' ads and then words they may have said. So
5: tell me. Yeah, the m- media is inc- just. Yeah, I'm sad, astounded by this. They have no idea what to do. So um, what basically happened
0: was, and you can give some more details on this, but there was a Lib Dem PPC for Thurrock in Essex, uh, a, a parliamentary candidate uh, called Kevin McNamara. Uh, Kevin was the honorary vice president of the Liberal Democrat campaign for race equality and Ken came in fifth in an election for Essex Police and Crime Commissioner in 2016. So when you saw this, what did you... Fifth. There were four people ahead of him for a job that no one wants. <laughs>
5: i <laughs> know he was also a ppc for in 2015 2017 and then 2019 as well
0: yep and so when you saw this you just had to use your secret uh your lives magic. of others stasi information gathering tactics and search what he has said in a public record
5: yeah yeah, ba- yeah basically yeah
0: <laughs> yeah the
3: other stasi tactic is just living next door to boris johnson that's the other one <laughs> yeah.
0: Just be, being a Stasi by existing in society.
3: So,
2: so, so Loki, you you found that this guy in say like 2010, 2011 had had posted some spicy tweets, and you also used your dark arts to screen cap them, and that led to him having to step down. So, I'm wondering, like, what happened to you? Like, you you found this stuff, you shared it, it got widely shared. Some news articles got written about it. What happened then?
5: Uh. nothing absolutely nothing just he's just gone he's just
0: disappeared like a squirrel Mm. in the yard (laughs) (laughs) like the squirrels of yesteryear so i i actually i'd like to uh, i'd like to read some of the tweets that you that you surfaced loki because some of these are and and because this is
1: a premium reading them in full uncensored and also agreeing with everything that they say
0: Hell yeah! Oh, <laughs> uh, do not agree with the concept of the tweets. You know, if you have to agree with the concept of the tweets. may result in cancellation. Uh, <laughs> the tweet. It's just like Oprah did
3: 911. You're like, damn. I mean, this guy. This guy's smart. I, 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 still, I know my you favorite
1: haven't... tweet of this month was when the Have you seen the bot that does a random word from the dictionary? Did 911 generated mm. airplane? Did 911? And it's like, well,
0: yeah. I mean, so. True. Yeah, the movie Airplane has a lot to answer for So here are some of the uh, the, twi- the Tweets from Kevin McNamara Who like, I tried to do research On this guy, has been scrubbed From the face of the internet, his medium blog No longer
5: yeah, exists He,
1: he, he, th- he mm. was at the far end of the squirrel catapult, just, just
5: <laughs> gone Yeah it, 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 Yeah, it's like He's in a nature reserve with Joe Swinson He's it, just gone so, you
3: live by the squirrel catapult, you die by the squirrel catapult. <laughs>
1: it's the stories about how North Korea executes defectors in like bizarre ways, like shooting them with an anti-aircraft gun or something. None of those are true, but they all happen in the Lib Dems.
4: Yeah. <laughs>
0: they, they
1: like shot a mortar at this guy and just like vaporized him completely.
3: So he's <clears throat> Well, all Lib Dem politics is just firing a mortar straight up in the air so that it lands back in your own camp and being like, well, I think this says something about our
0: opponents. Yeah, you can- <laughs> You're saving them valuable mortar shells. Well, exactly. Yeah. So here is what uh, McMara Mac- has written. I, sm- I smelled horse shit and saw a black guy walk into a KFC. Hey, like, wait,
3: this is just the Lib Dem manifesto. <laughs> no,
0: I, s- I smell horse shit and saw a black guy walk into KFC. This summarizes Greys, which is part of Essex. How? I mean, it does smell of shit. To be fair.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but how do those two things go together?
0: Yeah. Um, I I don't know. Does he think think that black
1: people are horses? That's that's Um, a strange
0: kind of deep
1: Tory racism.
3: This is kind of like he's like only in greys would black people enjoy fried chicken. Only the smell of greys would drive black people to enjoy fried chicken. Just, like, really weird racism, but yep. it's, like, it's still racism, but no one else thinks it. Yes. Like,
0: even other racists are like, that's weird, dude. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's because I think as we read some of these tweets, uh, I, I'll find, like, I, I think, like, Kevin McNamara is has the same the same sort of priorities and philosophical commitments as, like... Like a, like a white guy in a flat brim from the Midwest Who like wrote down his own Hood pass and keeps it in his, in his Wallet. Mm. He's, like, he's a hot couch Guy. Yeah he's a Felix Biederman bit. He just is a Felix Biederman bit but as a Lib Dem PPC It's one of it's these like, tweets w-
1: like at least I raise my kids
0: Well it's like <laughs> it's basically it's, it's like you took the Felix Biederman at least I raise my kids Facebook guy and turned him Into a Mayor Pete staffer that's
1: incredible. O- only Britain could, like, collide those two things together, I think.
0: So here's... here's I here's, can say the N-word because I'm Italian. Here's my favorite. Here my, here's one of my favorite ones. Uh, I'm mad this... And then he writes the N-word. Has a hype man. And that's in reply to nothing. <laughs>
2: Damn! <laughs> there was a lot of them. We don't even know what was going on. Like some of the, some of his uses of slurs were manual retweets, which is like a callback to an earlier era on Twitter. But this one was just out of the blue. This was just yeah, yeah, okay. Just, that, 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 was, just...
1: that was how Twitter worked then, because people thought it was like Facebook and it was like a status update, and so you just sort of tweeted yeah. into the void. Like uh, blank is uh, I don't know being racist, I guess.
0: Yeah. Uh no yeah. no faves.
3: Having a great time in Pizza Express in Woking. <laughs> <laughs> Not a single fave. Damn, uh, best tenth of March twenty two thousand and six I've ever experienced.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um and then here's 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 another uh favorite one, which is a, a manual RT to be fair. I don't even know what to think of certain then he says the N-word after seeing their Twitter Facebook personalities on some bitch shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a key I mean, tweet.
1: That is almost
0: He speaks verbatim. the truth. All my
3: losses was lessons.
0: Yeah. People Yo, are on some bit shit. But now he's like, look, now on Facebook we have skills wallets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the then Dems this are on such, some bitch shit.
1: This is such a journey that he went from the flat brim and then he like discovered the light of en- like enlightened centrist liberalism.
3: No, no, no! He's not even flat brim. He's wearing like jingos, uh, and he's got like frosted tips. That's that's that kind of tweet right there.
0: <laughs> flat brim is like studying the blade. Yeah. So he here's another one. Um, uh, the, uh, the a slur for the mentally um the mentally disabled. Start, then having tea before I go to bed. Me. Not being funny, but maybe you should grab a dictionary before bed too. Hashtag I got that ass together. <laughs> wow. Just I can't believe he I can't believe he used the word weeaboo in a tweet. Come on, man. What does what
1: that even mean? So <laughs> 2010 it's, it's a, was a wasteland.
0: It's a lot I think it's supposed to be a line break joke. Um so this this the person this the Arsler Po Colon Arsler colon having tea before i go to bed then there should be a line break me not being funny but maybe you should oh oh okay i get it he's doing an uh, i spell words properly because it's having t be the digit four i lowercase i oh it's a text speak joke go- in 2010 yeah. Amazing. Oh, and then the digit yeah. to bed. And then the response from Kevin McNamara is not being funny, but maybe you should grab a dictionary before bed, too. So he was a Lib Dem back then as well. At least yes, it was, yeah. oh, <laughs> oh, he was. Ah, amazing. Well he was we'll say... their
5: student, one of their student leaders.
0: Oh, so he was literally a Lib Dem, not just in spirit. Oh, yeah, yeah. He it was, it was like a, a student Lib Dem time who the fuck is
2: a student Lib Dem in the (laughs) early years of the coalition after the tuition fee got hiked? Just a big fan of
1: Ed Vasey.
2: It's just amazing because that means he's like, I mean, there's an extent to which when things like this come up, you think, okay, is this person weirdly old and not with it on technology? But I mean, I'm 35. That means this guy's younger than me. If he was
5: 20.
3: (laughs) Also like tech speak is one of those things where it's like, you're not going to, like it's not that like people don't know how the word is spelled, like it's for sh- it's yeah. it's an abbreviation.
2: Yeah, it's, no, well, it's such no, a fucking um,
1: like early noughties bit too, and yeah. like he's doing this. Has anyone else noticed this thing? But trying to cram it yeah. into the form of a line. The break kids joke? these
0: days with their Amstrad emailers. <laughs> yeah. Also, let's not forget the hashtag. I got
2: that ass together. Is he talking about a, a threesome? I mean, I will say there are some mm. weird hashtags back in those days. I remember there was a, ha- a popular hashtag that was a ghetto Santa would, and it was like what, whatever <laughs> you thought a ghetto Santa would do. Like that was but, the hashtag. But, but, but at least that's conceptually related to the content of whatever you're
0: Santa.
1: I feel a deep psychic resonance between ghetto Santa and goop on your Grinch.
3: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Wait, yeah. hang on. It's a Billy Bob Thornton movie, but he's in blackface, and it's called Ghetto Santa.
0: <laughs> no,
3: and it's it was only released in France.
0: Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, Père Noël de <laughs> la politique It's called like
3: Le, Le Santa Le Santa or something.
0: Yeah, yeah, something like that. Do we yeah. have time?
2: Because Lucky, I wanted to, to to bring it back to to your personal experience a little bit, just because ha- after having collected the scalp of a Lib Dem shithead, uh You are not a big fan of the Lib Dem party and you've got personal reasons for that. And I was wondering if you would want to talk about that at all.
5: Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. I I, I just put a tweet in in chat, by the way. It's a, that's one I completely forgot about. Oh, I got to take a look at this. Uh, I will, I will
2: read it out loud here. Give me one second when I, uh, when I pop up in the chat.
5: It's the Santander one. (laughs) If I can,
2: if I can figure this out. Um, now I'm the boomer who doesn't know how to do this. Oh, there it is. Okay, cool. Um, all right let's go oh is this the the it's the one that uh, that, that that grant from um from real Politics found hmm. okay i uh, oh yeah i mean tim just just santander being constant a black girl is walking around with her handbag on her head why me <laughs> mm.
0: what what damn what you, what's the what we live in a society That's how are those related are they related is this magical realism <laughs> Santander have
3: organized this spectacle specifically to annoy me (laughs) I do remember that actually that did happen to me once in a bank not that specifically but I was in I was in my this back when I used to have a US dollar account in Moscow and the bank which was an Austrian bank so it was obviously in a basement used to um, charge me like outrageous servicing fees on the account and one time I went into their lobby and I'm like I wonder what they fucking spend all those outrageous servicing fees on and then they started like pumping dry ice into their lobby for like (laughs) no a sensible reason i'm like you're spending it on a fucking dry ice like what is this a van halen concert i mean the,
1: oh, this man. is the thing you want your bank to be cool right like yeah. you don't want them to be
0: conservative with their money no absolutely yeah you you want to hire a one person flash mob <laughs> yeah exactly. exactly
3: entertain you i think a one person flash mob is called a sex
0: offender <laughs> 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 oh my ready okay so
2: so i i your your displeasure with the liberal democrats is not just because of their their shit posting online it's it's also because of their policies and i was wondering if you wanted to talk a little bit about that they've done terrible things in the woodland yeah so so one of the things that i've noticed from following you on twitter was uh you talk a lot about the both the the coalition basically making uh immiserating or killing the disabled, the sort of like implicit goal of their policy. And also the fact that outside of London or outside of major cities, uh the resources for for social care or just any kind of NHS care is inc- are incredibly limited. And I was wondering if you could maybe speak to some of those experiences.
5: Well yeah uh, well I'm in Carlisle, which is also on the border. And I know recently they've just got rid of all male healthcare, mental health care full stop. Oh wow. Like, all of it's going.
2: What? So just basically it's not available?
5: Not in Cumbria. Ugh. You you have to go to Newcastle to get it, but, which is... Not close.
2: What,
0: uh, yeah. That's a really long trip, isn't it? It's over hey, a mountain range from where you live. <laughs> only people who've never, never left London would think that that is a reasonable reasonable distance. Because
5: yeah. it's, oh, it's the next place. Mm. It's about an hour journey on the train at best. Hour and a half.
3: Yeah. Well, the thing is, Riley, that uh, men don't have mental health problems, so it's fine. Oh yeah, of
0: course. Yeah, because, yeah. because, we, because just, we just mental get mental epic about problems it.
1: Is sus? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, exactly. Look, if you're a man, you have mental health problems. All you have to do is become trans, and then you're fine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> then they'll take care of you. The only, the only conceivable way to get yourself on a longer waiting list. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: I want I want to become trans, but the waiting list is too long. They won't let me. <laughs> yeah, they've offered me a chance to become a squirrel instead.
2: <laughs> but I hear the risks are high. So, so what? I mean, over the course of the coalition and then the the, the Tory uh, the Tory party leading the country, like what what have been your experiences as far as uh, you know watching this stuff get degraded?
5: It's, it's just it's just all gone. Anything to do with disability is just gone, and. It was bad on the New Labour. Like New Labour started all this. And then as the coalition got in, they just like, boosted it by about a thousand percent. So they were just taking everything that Blair, et cetera, had put in and just made it ten times worse.
2: And, and so in, in a way, I guess the thing that's really freaking me out is that there there does seem to be a significant number of what you might describe as like really credulous liberal remainers who... Their only vested interest in politics has been stop Brexit, and to them, the Lib Dem party isn't toxic in any way because the Lib Dems have meant have basically taken a more hardline and fantastical approach towards Brexit. As basically as Labour has pivoted more towards Remain, they've gone even further, and th- in a way, I, I mean whether it's ignorance or people just not caring it seems like they if they do deliver gains to the lib dems they're just going to be delivering more basically death cuts to people who are dependent on social care
5: yeah the, the lib dems are an ableist party institutionally you cannot speak to a lib dem without them bringing up some sort of mental disability or physical disability in some way you just you can't do it they like they are worse than the tories for this the tories want you dead Simple as the Lib Dems just want you caged and away from society. They just want you out and gone.
3: But they also want a 10p charge on plastic backs, which I think we can all agree (laughs) is a very good policy.
5: That was, she was, she was, the woman who came up with that was bloody celebrating it.
1: As far as the Brexit stuff goes, like that also becomes like another cudgel to beat you with, and be like, "Oh well, if you if you didn't want to have all of your mental health services defunded, maybe you shouldn't have voted to leave the European Union."
5: Hmm? Well, <laughs> again, yes, because it's because I'm north of England, so they just go, "Oh well, you voted leave every time, regardless."
1: Mm-hmm. It's like, for some reason, we asked all of these people, everything around you is shit, do you want to do the thing that continues as it has been, or do you want to do something else that might be shit but is completely different? And a lot of them said, hmm, let's do the other thing for a change. How insane of them!
3: Yeah. Joe jo Swinson standing in front of a huge, a huge fire where well, like the whole county is just destroyed. And she says, well, in many ways, this illustrates why we need to remain in the European Union. <laughs> <media." laughs>
1: she literally well, did that. Because- though. She, she did a piece to camera next to a gigantic uh, heap of bin bags. I, yeah. I don't know why they did the optics that
5: way, but they did. The best Um, one was where she she looked like she was digging a grave for a small child. Just pointing (laughs) over
3: her shoulder going, do you know how much they paid for each of these bin bags? (laughs) You can thank me later, buddy. (laughs) It's just the
1: Lib Dems winning here thing, but it's just Fred West's patio.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think, like, the thing is, right, like, if... Like the th-
5: the th- as I've always said Harold Chipman is the greatest libdem Dem in history. <laughs> the thing is, His right? His cost savings for the NHS were incredible. <laughs> oh my <Spice>. goodness.
0: <laughs> I fucking love this guy. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Hell yeah, my day. <laughs> um, like the thing is, right? Like that kind of is their 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 policy which is just we don't really care about any anything outside of London. And even then, we barely care about what's going on in London in the southeast. There's nothing left for them to cut. So the only thing we can do is do everything we can to keep them out of power. And any time anyone tells you to vote, vote tactically, just put your hands over your mouth and make a big fart noise at them.
5: Well, the thing is, Cumbria is the, is Tim Farron's County. And even when he was leader, he didn't give a shit.
1: It's because they, well, it's because you're all having too much, like, degenerated homosexuality up there.
2: Well, indeed. <laughs>
5: too There's much water, not too many chemicals. That's the problem. <laughs> There's a species
2: of frogs in Cumbria. They're turning gay. We have to pay attention to this. Damn. Well, uh, oh,
5: he's what's called. When they were doing their fake shadow cabinet, they made him in charge of water. <laughs> All right. Rural affairs and water.
3: This just made me think of uh, Lib-, Lib Dem Papa Roach Like <laughs> cut, cut my welfare state to pieces. Eat this Portuguese custard tart. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. what right. is the obsession with portuguese well, so, so can we briefly lot, cover this a lot of that is me making the joke but there was a guy i want to say he was somebody who like wrote for the new european or maybe he was just somebody with a blue check mark who was like a london liberal guy and he was he tweeted because he was visiting Portugal and it was f- getting ready to fly back. It was like on March 27th or March 26th, right before whenever the, the, the Brexit extension had not yet been approved. And he basically was like, this is my last breakfast as a citizen of Europe. Fuck you, Jeremy Corbyn. <laughs> and it was like, first of all, why do you care so much about Portuguese egg tarts? Secondly, why is it Jeremy Corbyn's fault? Oh, they don't now, have this is, Portuguese is,
3: custard tarts in Venezuela.
1: This is the only thing the EU is for. Is that the, the okay. EU is a, right. a machine to deliver treats to me?
0: Okay. <laughs> all right. We have to stop all of this. We have to go on to the crucial Epstein update. Can we play the Stinger music, please? Yep. The news Stinger. We'll play it.
1: The, the, the Stinger for this is just we've jacked the theme tune from On. <laughs> uh,
0: no, we jacked this from Bunta Vista. So. <laughs> Um, first Epstein update. It's the mini-update. Uh, the two guards who are in charge of looking after Jeffrey Epstein have both been arrested and are now pending trial. I mean, that's- so That's guess... gonna be
1: very difficult for them to interrogate, because one of them only tells lies, and the other one only tells the truth. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: the thing. That, uh, this whole case is now done. It's tied up. Justice has been served. Both of these guards are squirrels, and we've kept them under the watchful <laughs> eye of Joe Swinson. Um... Yep, yeah, so that's that's it. We finally got the people responsible. The global pedophile ring is now done. Yeah. two uh, low-ranking part-time work experience prison guards have now been arrested you for a prison
1: guard apprenticeship guarding Jeffrey Epstein.
3: <laughs> I love the idea of like, oh, I got a, I got off this amazing job by Hillary Clinton, just <laughs> just guarding Jeffrey Epstein yeah, for, for one night. She I can just goof off and not pay attention. Yeah,
1: for, for some reason, the only question she asked me was whether I had any congenital weakness of the hyoid bone.
0: <laughs> so, well, Prince Andrew, another Epstein friend who was convicted for being too good of a friend, we say, also recently mm. had a fun interview with the BBC's Emily Maitlis. But before we get into that, I want to get into a little bit <laughs> ironically, the one who's mateless at the moment <laughs> is Prince Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, too honorable. Um mm. No, he actually does still have one friend who we'll get we'll get talk about later. Oh, damn! Uh, so, just beginning with it here is this picture I found of, from Prince Andrew in 2017 from a copy of Advertising Technology Magazine, The Drum, and it appears to be <laughs> a digital you, you cyberpunk Prince now. Andrew.
2: Mm. Manipulating
0: a minority report screen uh, With a bunch of data on it But it's definitely just a picture of him Holding his hands out But he's also grimacing
1: in a very strange way He looks like Tony Blair's Christmas card
3: Yeah, (laughs) he's doing exactly the pose From the front of the Alan Partridge movie Alpha Papa
0: from 2013 (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry everyone This will be the episode Yeah, I, I
1: hope you enjoy our entirely audio medium Where we discuss some pictures That you can't
3: see Yeah Sorry, the picture has to happen. He looks like he's telling a very aggressive homeless person
0: that he really genuinely doesn't have any change. It's like (laughs) that kind of a... Yeah, that he's using some technology that puts a bunch of information around his fingers when he does it. It it looks like
1: he's some kind of shadow-run, like, mage. It's wild.
0: So what was (laughs) Prince Andrew most famous for? What was Prince Andrew most famous for before this year among people who just didn't bother paying attention to the longstanding and public allegations of child abuse against him? Oh, being a prince. Uh, he was the Chancellor of the University of Huddersfield and London Metropolitan University. He was somehow involved in Outward Bound and the, numerous th- other charities, including his own charity called Pitch at Palace, which is sponsored by KPMG. B- 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 wow. uh, uh, prince Andrew X Palace
1: was yeah, sponsored t- by KPMG because they fucking ditched his ass today. You know, when they When they just found out all of these long-standing allegations. Well, they didn't actually know who he was before this, and then they were reminded, and they went, oh, that Prince Andrew, the massive alleged danger.
5: Mm. Oh, I'm so- imagine being too bad for KPMG. <laughs> so, <laughs>
3: what he's done... KPMG, the, the global conglomerate formed by the merger of KP nuts and MG cars.
2: <laughs> so Wait, you, you said know- he was
1: involved in Outward Bound. The the movie where the dog and the cat, like, run away. Well, that's <laughs> Homeward Bound. Yep.
2: Outward uh, Bound, bound is, a, is like a... D- Outward bound is like a discover yourself by hiking go out in the wilderness kind of thing that's like a motivational leadership sort of training thing. I had Disco to do out- a I had to bound, do it say
0: James Island. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: <laughs>
0: so, here he is speaking to the magazine, this marketing technology magazine in 2017 about Pitch at Palace and the importance of tech investment. So this was his main raison d'etre publicly. The human being is a naturally lazy being. <laughs> Bold what? opening gambit okay, there. Okay, this is
3: this is definitely lending credence to the theory that the royal family are all lizards, because <laughs> that is not
0: a human sentence. No,
4: the, the, the flesh
0: is weak. <laughs> yeah. So therefore, and this is speaking of te- about technology, we'll try to find things that m- will make its life easier.
1: Man, I love to make the human beings' life easier.
2: This is real. Mm. This is this is so normal. Okay. This reminds me of Jeff of uh, Jeff Bezos's love texts, where he was yes. like, "I
0: love you, alive girl." The rich are
3: genuinely a yeah. different
0: species. Human beings are weak. They produce
3: <laughs> they produce skin lactate, which they call sweat. <laughs> I have no need of this.
1: Artificial- it, it, is, it is like post reboot Doctor Who villain of the week shit.
2: I was gonna say it sounds <laughs> like the guy from the like the the Flash Gordon movie that had Queen on the soundtrack, <laughs> just being fucking some kind of space villain. This is incredible. It's, it's I'm kind of start
1: this- shit.
0: I'm going to start Epstein's this. Epstein's alive. Anyway, I'm going to start this sentence, <laughs> this paragraph again because it's really worthwhile. The human being is a naturally lazy being, so therefore we try to find things that will make its life easier. Artificial intelligence may well do that. We see automated cars. We can see a number of things, particularly in the medical field. In this most- is, okay, this is a Trump speech right now. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, we it can goes see a
3: number of things. Okay, I've seen a number of things. Technology, the medical field. Okay, back in the day there was no medicine. Now you're saying that doing fantastic things, actually. In France, you know, fantastic things. Tremendous. We're looking at very, very big things. But the thing uh, is, Trump,
1: most- Trump would never start something with as bold a generalization as the human being is a naturally lazy being.
3: He so, would never construct a sentence that was like that highfalutin, no. to be fair but, to Trump. But also,
2: I really, this is maybe me fixating, but I'm really weirded out by the idea that he was talking about improving its condition. Not our condition, its
0: condition. Oh, no.
2: <laughs> His condition is fine. He has he has
0: everyone else propping him up. It's but, you the know. royal it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, in, in most cases, these business want to make a difference in people's lives, be it in the medical field or in the science field or in just the things that they're doing.
1: Okay, this guy definitely <laughs> knew about Epstein's brain and dick freezing thing, because that's the medical yeah. field and the science field that you would describe as, eh, just things they're doing. When you, yeah, you know, just just, non-specific just, just, just innovation. Things. Things.
0: I actually
3: can't, yeah. have, I can't have had sex with any minors because I just had my dick frozen off, so...
0: <laughs> It, Owned ne- libs. it never ceases to surprise me where these ideas come from and how actually these ideas are actually very innovative and clever yeah, it, it keeps coming from my
1: weird track suited friend who keeps asking questions like what does that got to do with pussy?
0: Yeah but also, it's wait! I like, had never heard this allegation about Jeremy Corbyn. <laughs> <laughs> that comes back to the way we educate our younger children to think in a creative way. Oh no. If we can oh continue no. that pipeline, oh no. <laughs> we're going to be sure of being able to keep this going. A pipeline he's, he's of younger children. An ancient
3: Greek method of educating so, children.
0: So essentially, what what he seems to be doing is we've taken the um, standard, you know, Mayor Pete. We have to educate the future leaders to learn to code or whatever. But we have filtered baby. them through someone who is both remarkably stupid and probably an alien. And also
1: Mm. in like the most sinister phrasing imaginable, having a pipeline Mm. of younger children. Uh,
3: yeah mm. well actually when you think about it in
0: space years children are older (laughs) there's a lot coming out now about about prince andrew and um actually i recently had a conversation with a friend of the show pierre novelli over lunch because we both given ourselves epstein brain over the last sort of several several months um and he said that the thing you have to remember about prince andrew and jeffrey epstein is that you cannot overemphasize the extent to which their actions are influenced by the fact that Jeffrey Epstein is just very, very, very weird, and Prince Andrew is one of the stupidest people to ever live. Like, mm. je- like he is like not he's not fully, cap- he's not fully like capable of under. I don't think he's sentient. No, it's he's, amazing he's, he's that he can breathe Sith. and
3: walk at the same time. He, he is
0: the Sith to Matt Hancock's
3: Jedi. <laughs> so, he is
1: the tragedy f- of Darth Plagueis the Wise.
3: So, are we still talking about this article? By the way, <laughs> uh, no. I know because I'm really interesting. This pitch oh, yes. to palace thing was this like a like a dragon's den thing? But you like pitched to Prince Andrew. Was that the concept? I don't think you. Pr- I think
0: he's just the patron of the charity. Yeah, I don't think he actually decides rather than pitch yeah. to yeah. palace
5: yeah. The royals, are all in charge of every charity. Yeah. You just put one in every time you need it. Every time you need somebody, you just took a royal in.
0: Because, I mean, broke, shark tank, woke, predator tank. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, this is from former Home Secretary Jackie Smith. Uh, about Prince Andrew It was at a state dinner For the Saudi royal family And he kept making Racist comments About Arabs That were unbelievable The fact that he thought We might find these amusing Was sort of a terrible Situation to be in At the time I kind of Just don't think He's very bright I'm not going to tell you What he said exactly okay, this But is- it involved a comment About camels Okay, this is real alien versus predator shit when you're having to take a side
3: between Prince Andrew and the Saudi royal family. Like, I mean, whoever wins, and we Jackie lose. Smith.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I mean, the standards for two... She's definitely too, several
0: tiers lower, though. Too
1: racist for Jackie Smith.
0: Yeah. Well, sorry, he was making comments about rich and powerful Arabs. Yeah, not the kind of people
1: that you can, like, deport or anything.
0: No, because like the, yeah. to the like to the liberal the liberal mind, racism against Arabs is bad because some of them are very rich and buy lots of guns from us. Yeah, and what they do with those guns is normal and fine. Yeah, what they do with that's their business. It's exactly. actually actually it's racist to say to call it into question. But yeah. here's um what the palace spoke how the palace spokesman responded. His Royal Highness has undertaken a considerable amount of work in the Middle East over a period of years and has many friends from the region. He has Arab friends. Is that, yeah, you yeah. know Arab friends that maybe he met on some planes or islands. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and Prince Andrew is dumb enough to accidentally join ISIS. <laughs> I can I can totally buy that. Just like gets on gets on the wrong jet, and then before he before he knows it, he's married off to some ISIS fighter. He's
0: trying to go. To, he's trying to go. The only reason he actually never went to Little Saint James was that he k- kept on getting planes going to <laughs> Dubi. <laughs> yeah. So what happened here is um. That Virginia Roberts, uh, who is now taken on a new name, they um, yeah, since v- Virginia since marrying,
1: Virginia Jewfry, right?
0: Jewfry, yeah, that's the one. I just couldn't pronounce it. Uh, Virginia Roberts Jewfry has claimed that um, she had sex with Prince Andrew in a toilet when she was seventeen, after a night where he had been plying her with vodka in a posh London club. That he danced up on her sweatily near the bar and then abused her multiple times. So, this is really the charge that he was answering in this bizarre interview with Emily Maitlis that could only be described as deeply, deeply ill advised. Um, hmm. So a number of his, uh, he was challenged on multiple points, uh, including why did you go visit Jeffrey Epstein at his house after he he was found to be a convicted sex offender? You know, like every other rich and powerful person who's been friends with them. And he was like, uh, excuse me, he may be a sex offender, but he's still rich. I'm still going to go and stay at his
3: house. Do you not understand how it works? he, He
1: almost, word for word, did the Simpsons joke about the bordello that he was only there to get directions and how to get away from there. (laughs)
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. jeffrey epstein maybe uh maybe a maybe
0: a billionaire and a pedophile and a criminal but he is not a porn star uh he said that he only visited uh, epstein to break off their friendship in person after he was released from prison he admitted that going to visit epstein in person was the wrong thing to do um saying that uh at the time, it felt like it was the honorable and right thing to do because he doesn't believe in breaking up over the phone. I mean, Again, no other,
1: what, are, what are my what are my weaknesses? Well, I mean, I would say that I am too loyal.
0: Yeah,
3: exactly. I mean, also, he's much, not a fake friend. Just like, he is a Keemstar guy. He's not a fake LA bit. You no, know, he's
0: too. I think that this will come come up. He is too stupid. Wait, wait, He's wait, Too stupid second. to be anything. Wait a but second. Like, yes. Grand what?
3: unified theory
1: developing. He's a guy who's like, actually, I'm too loyal. Uh, he tells racist jokes. We've been talking about the same guy this whole time. This Lib Dem PPC is actually just Prince Andrew wearing
0: a Lib Dem mask. <laughs> yeah, he was guarding the haunted theme park in Thurrock, trying to protect it so it could eventually become
3: luxury flats. A Lib Dem mask is like one of those plastic carrier bag masks that the rubber bandits wear, but they paid 5p for it.
0: Um so he also says, uh, "Oh, also they they this uh, this young woman claimed that I danced up on her sweatily, but I can't sweat because I have a peculiar medical condition because I'm beca- not human <laughs> because I was too much of a war hero." But yes, Milo, I think you've caught it. I'm a lizard. Mm. I mean, they what, don't sweat. what did
1: he he said that he he doesn't sweat because he got his sweat gland shot off in the Falklands War or something? Even what,
5: adrenaline
1: yeah so he what happened was
5: on adrenaline and can't sweat anymore psychogenic
1: anhydrosis a thing which so, nobody has ever had it, it's in like one google result but he had it and then he didn't he 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 got over it he's cured now so you don't there's ask no way about to test it. for it
0: no couldn't test for it though and, yeah and, no and, well so also it's uh it's very amusing to me because it's of course he's too much of a war hero. Uh, he was actually in a secret branch of the army and he can't give you a service number because they actually don't get service numbers in that super cool branch of the army Exactly, uh, where I saw I saw action against like everyone, even the government. He was in the SAS, or as it's correctly known, the Super Army Soldiers. So also, he says that he doesn't do public displays of affection. However, in like... <laughs> not like I don't fuck kids, but
3: I'm not gauche enough to fuck a child in public. What kind of man do you take me for? I do my child fucking at home.
0: Oh, wait, I shouldn't have said I do child fucking. <laughs> so he says that there aren't pictures of him doing engaging in any public displays of affection anywhere. You couldn't possibly find them. Cue, of course, every newspaper in the country bringing up tons of public domain photos of Prince Andrew engaging in ludicrous public displays of affection covered in sweat. You have a truly
1: cursed picture here underneath this. Like, I I know you want to do the Minority Report one, but I think this should be the episode Uh, up just because I took sanity damage from this one.
4: This, 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 this was a Event picture-
1: Horizon for me. I,
0: I, I, I am haunted yeah. by this. This is a picture of Prince Andrew with pupils the size of dinner plates glistening, getting, getting himself his face like all, about to be licked by some socialite who's put him in a headlock. And, and his, his, his
1: smile can- is, I can only say, Joker-esque.
0: It's the smile. Yeah. It's a smile where it's like you could hear the teeth grinding together. Anyway, uh, so he al- also says that Epstein's house was like a railway station uh, that he just visited habitually because it was convenient. You know that train station in northeast in the It was the like a side. railway station,
3: an ideal place to molest a child.
0: <laughs> it's um, well, that,
1: that that wouldn't even be true because you still have to pay the like twenty p to get into the toilet.
0: Damn. Oh Lord! Uh, so he uh, he says <laughs> he never kept an eye on who was there because he was so used to staff being at Buckingham Palace. So he just didn't even notice that there was like a multinational uh, sex trafficking ring happening at his friend's place. That he was just there because like. What what kind of thing would possibly exist Where like, I don't know, maybe it'd be a business That will rent you a room for just a night That doesn't make any sense There could be right. no such thing yeah, No such exist. house of convenience house of conveni- Well, th- the thing that really gets me About
3: all this is that all of Prince Andrew's explanation as to like Why he definitely wasn't Fucking kids, at no point Hinge on any discussion of like Well, I don't fuck kids and here's why It's all just like, well no, I couldn't Possibly have been fucking a kid because actually I was uh, I was buying some chocolates the, that day. The, the, this <laughs> is, this like, is there's true. There's no point. Is it like I don't do that. It's just like no. Well, actually, that doesn't match up with my calendar. That's so. true. Like
1: it, that applies actually to the statement about the racist jokes because that the statement there was uh, he has Arab friends and he d- uh, is against all racism, but it doesn't say he didn't say that anywhere. Mm. It doesn't even imply
3: that. Um, Say and, what you like. He cannot lie. Yeah. That's his. That's his.
0: That's his tragedy. Yeah, he can't sweat or lie. Mm. No. Um. He also says that he would remember having having sex because for a man intercourse is quote positive. Uh,
1: cancelled. <laughs> gender essentialism? Uh, there's yes. a
0: joke that I won't make. Thank you. Yeah. Um. And he doesn't regret being friends with Epstein. So he regrets nothing. Uh. He, he won't says, do Epstein like that. Uh. He also uh says that you know he couldn't couldn't even have done it because you know what the day in question i was uh, with my daughter at a pizza express in woking yeah. which because i'm used to eating like an you know pineal glands or whatever is very mm. unusual for me why yeah. that He's has be- to be on
1: purpose right like why of all of the places would you say i i was looks directly at camera eating some delicious cheese pizza
3: <laughs> Yeah. He had the calzone of his life. Such a memorable calzone that he wrote it in his little, like, leather-bound diary. It was like, I had the most wonderful experience at, a, at an eatery known as Pizza Express. One would assume that the pizza pre- pre- prepared in such an establishment, prepared as it is with a focus on timeliness and not on quality, would be something to leave one less than impressed. However, it was a most splendid experience. Um. Oh, God. 2019, a fucking Prince Andrew is the new subway, Jared. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Although, um, what what is it about like, um, home counties uh, fast casual dining that has a real nexus of darkness in it, like in between this and Sergei Skripal getting fucking nerve gas poisoning at Azizi's, like, mm. there's something going on. And I think we have to close down every fast casual restaurant in the south of England until we know All what I- it
0: is. <laughs> All I'm saying is that these things come in threes. So I'm either staying away from or, or like, um, scoping out Carluccio's and Guildford. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. We, ha- we have to, like, stick to good proletarian restaurants like Harvester. Um, so here's
3: yeah. the next Trash Future live show, Carluccio's in Guildford, stick it in your diaries. So here's
0: another, <laughs> here's another, which, another one. Which of us um, will
1: get exposed to nerve gas?
0: March 10th, 2026, my, my on the I
1: mean, it's, yeah. it's yeah. going to oh, be oh, for wow. some of the Russian shit. Uh,
0: yeah. All right, going to Russia tomorrow. So here's here's another another claim. Um, when the accuser claimed that the Duke had bought her a cocktail from the bar Tramp in London, uh, Tramp, mm. one of the worst bars, one of the worst clubs in the entire city. That, Everything about that, it sucks. Look,
1: first of all, his friend just died, and now you're ripping on his taste in clubs. I mean, have you no
0: decency, Riley? Awful. Uh, the Duke said, "I don't think I've ever bought a drink at Tramp." Um, then people always <laughs> buy me the drink no then uh, like he he's basically see, he's trying to imply that he's never been to this club but then Im- immediately um every it was just like well no actually he famously met his former girlfriend a woman called ku stark in in this same club and then Koo he in- stark. and then he invited the uh, a invi- lot and then he invited the club's co-founder to his wedding so
2: he's just—he's. Uh, te-
0: these are so easily disprovable. Dude, how, how is anyone also, this stupid? to theory, be like?
1: And I think yes. it may be related to uh, having like such a position of power and being so carceted that no one is allowed to contradict you for your entire life, and therefore being like, hmm, yes, I must just be history's greatest and most undetectable liar.
0: <laughs> I think that's exactly it. Um, but, of course, none of this has prevented um, people from weirdly flocking to his defense. So, um, to mm. close out, I have two, two defense flocks here. Uh, first is Alistair Campbell's intervention on BBC Radio 4. Oh, fucking hell. Speaking on the Today program, Blair's former spin doctor said, they're going to have to handle this, that, speaking of the controversy, and the question is what he, Andrew, should do. Mr. Andrew said that if he was his consultant, so uh, job interview, because he knows that he's just fired a <laughs> PR guy, his advice would be carrying on doing what he does usually and then accept the noise well, around him. kids. <laughs> That is libelous. I'm so so glad
1: that you said something so defamatory so I can sneak my defamatory one in, which is (laughs) Emily Maitlis being found dead of suicide mysteriously.
0: Damn. Um, It's a a Dr. David Kelly joke. Uh, Mm. So he says- uh, Mr. Campbell said that if he were his consultant, so interviewing for the job, his advice would be carry on doing what he does normally. Accept mm-hmm. the noise around him, but carry on doing what he was doing before. The, it's, Visiting uh, the, every Pizza Express in the country. <laughs> but he's been the, the, cut from all of his charity positions. What noise, else does a royal do other than just be the patron of stuff? The noise around know, him is
1: a strange way of describing repeated questions about whether or not you molested children.
3: Yeah. The answer is go to terrible West London nightclubs and meet women who have dog names. That's
1: that's <laughs> Look, so, what they do. Some women like having dog names.
0: Yeah, um, this yeah, is I, my this is my new girlfriend, Fido Bundersnatch. <laughs> I think, like, although Alice, I think what you said is, is exactly right. Right, where to someone like Alistair Campbell, someone like Prince Andrew was a real human, and all of the people who he whose lives he has like really really made worse who's like he has abused and hurt those aren't really people they're just sources of noise to be navigated they're they're npcs they are squirrels to his uh catapult um and the former labor media strategist here is also incredible revealed that he too has visited jeffrey epstein's new york apartment do
1: that pr brains genius
0: (laughs) alistair Mm. (laughs) yeah he's trying to get ahead of it (sighs) alistair campbell like is like just reminding everyone it's this is how you're going to audition for the job with um with prince andrew be like i will fall on the grenade for you i will make me this is the story of me i will be have been the one at jeffrey Epstein's house wait he's doing that he's doing the uh the m&m
3: tactic in uh, in eight mile where he's like that's right i do swear, i am
0: a fucking bum i was at a pizza express somewhere with my mom tell them something they don't know about me <laughs> um yeah, so uh, that's Alistair Campbell's advice, which is, by the way, also I went to Jeffrey Epstein's apartment. <laughs> uh, anyway, ignore it all. Uh, I also went to this place. What?
3: Normal. It's a very convenient place to stay. Mm-hmm. Uh, all yeah. the trains actually
0: stop at Jeffrey Epstein's house.
4: <laughs> yeah.
0: Look, Why Jeffrey did they Epstein build was- like
4: that?
3: Jeffrey
0: Epstein actually owns all four railroads in Monopoly. You have to stay at his place. That's like as believable as anything Prince Andrew said. It's like, look, I rolled the dice. I landed on Prince Andrew's house. What else was I going to do?
3: He was playing like a weird version of Dungeons and Dragons where it was just dungeons and
5: dungeons. Didn't he say, didn't Andrew say that he only stayed at Epstein's house because it was a place to stay in New York?
1: Yeah, because there's yeah, no I mean, other yeah. places to do that there.
5: Let you know
0: where it's just a blasted wasteland. Other than that, I mean, is that was like sleeping under an, uh, like an overpass. Uh, okay, I got one more. He's like, hey, you have seen the prices on these Airbnbs lately? Ooh, I got one more. This is *In Defence of Prince Andrew* by Charles Moore, who is a biographer of Margaret Thatcher, which he's written in the Telegraph. So this is a short selection. When the whole world condemns someone, is it is a journalist's duty to look at the other side? Heemstarships therefore- again. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <I therefore laughs>
0: Hitler, a new perspective. Uh, up, I mean, that's what the spectator does. This is the telegraph yeah. honing into the spectators turf. Mm, damn. Um, I therefore want to make the case for the Duke of York in his Newsnight interview. If you start from the position of a juror rather than our judge and jury media, you know, the judge and jury who just accuse you of stuff and then you just yeah. get credibly and then you just get to go on living your life as normal. He's that the... kind of judge and jury. I, you I could mean, that is what happens
1: with Prince Andrew.
0: Well,
3: the thing, what do we know about the Duke of Walk? Well, first of all, he has 10,000 men. And look, who has a big enough house to accommodate that many people? There aren't many in New
0: York (laughs) that are available on that that night of the week. I mean, you're limited in your options. So, um, uh, you believe that the accused is innocent until proven guilty, and on that basis, Prince Andrew did all right. (sighs) This (laughs) is the the most grotesque, bad faith thing is bringing in... uh,
1: a criminal standard of proof to whether or not you personally believe in your, like, heart of hearts that somebody did something bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I of course, I can prove this, I can get up and I can, like, bring a private prosecution against this guy, instead of just being quite disturbed by it all, and thinking mm-hmm. that this is very weird and strange and self-incriminating.
0: Yeah, no, sorry, Alice. you. You have to go to Prince Andrew Appreciation Day until it is proven conclusively. But
1: but there is, I I feel like there is, I'll take this deal, right? I'll I'll take this deal where we apply a criminal standard of evidence to whether or not Prince Andrew uh, was doing, like, sinister things with Jeffrey Epstein, if I'm allowed to conduct a discovery process and he has to turn over all of his emails to me. Because if he, if he if he won't do that, which is what you have to do in criminal court, then I'm not going to be like, oh, well, I, I'm going to give you this massive benefit of the doubt because, mm. you know, uh, that this is like the standard of proof that we've agreed on.
0: Uh, Alice, sorry, Prince Andrew is too busy running as many charities to share that many emails. So you're going to have to give him the traditional benefit of the doubt. Oh, uh, of but course. Here's- Many famous people were Epstein's quote-unquote friends. That, it turns out, was the way he operated. Damn, he Damn. was so devious. <laughs> prince Andrew seems to have taken Epstein on trust because he, the prince, was a long-standing friend of Epstein's friend, Ghislaine Maxwell, who vouched for him. You know, mm. that other person who's credibly accused of being wrapped up in this mm. cl- global child abuse <laughs> ring. like, this currently guy... Currently wrapped uh, up in something right now. This guy Epstein, he's a friend of ours from uh, Manhattan. (laughs) I wonder why the interviewer, Emily Maitlis, did not pursue the subject of Ms. Maxwell. I mean, me too, actually. Yeah, she probably should have. It would have been more incriminating. I don't know what Charles Moore thinks that, oh, it was a friend of a friend. Okay, so no crime has been committed if you did it through a friend of a friend. That's double jeopardy. It's networking. It's LinkedIn shit. It's fine. (laughs) We now go to the next paragraph. The Duke explained why he went to stay with Epstein to tell him, after the latter's criminal conviction for soliciting a minor for prostitution, that he could no longer have contact with him. He admitted that this had been a misjudgment, but it sounded believable to me that he had thought that merely telephoning the man would have been, quote, a chicken way of doing it.
1: What? This this is, along with his let the side down thing, it's just such a bizarre public school sort of thing. Like yeah that's a very it's, it's all very very strange like
3: well here in the royal family we don't believe in the telephone we believe <laughs> it to be a sort of a bourgeois scottish <laughs> invention we we use things like a semaphore and uh, writing letters in your own blood normal normal methods of communication for gentlemen
2: Uh <laughs> um-
0: and if, if a person ha- and this is Charles Moore's opinion again if a person has committed a crime even a foul one anyone with a Christian upbringing is taught that they must try to forgive and treat that person fairly <sighs>
2: What? What? Like, what?
3: what? Since when is it like? It's not really Prince Andrew's job to, to forgive fucking Jeffrey Epstein for paedophilia. Presumably, that would be the victims of Jeffrey Epstein's paedophilia. It's <laughs> so, like Prince Andrew's like, well, I've forgiven him. <laughs> and it, really, the person he hurt the most was me because I trusted him. <laughs>
0: You know, yeah. Um, and also, don't forget. You know, we need to know that if someone has committed a crime, then a then a Christian thing to do would be to try to forgive and treat that person fairly. You know, like how Margaret Thatcher made like. Everything into a crime, other than get than making a profitable investment.
3: Well, like also, you know, like, oh, like well, section or conducting sec- a coup in Equatorial Guinea.
0: Mm. Yeah, but Se- like section twenty, for like, example, uh, we are not going to uh, try to forgive and treat those people fairly. We're going to put them in jail. Well,
1: like to, to forgive and to treat that person fairly, what that means in uh, as as an expert in Christian theology, I believe that means to like not ask them any more questions about it or try to impose any consequences on them.
0: Yeah, it essentially means. Uh, but they they shouldn't. They, it means, be deferential. Yes be deferential to this person who's better than you. Mm. Uh, well, he can do whatever he wants. That's what I mean. That is what Christianity is now in the UK and US. It's just, it's just the great chain of being. But like. I don't know, with LinkedIn and entrepreneurial startups and um, humans being naturally lazy beings and life becoming better for them through science and the medical field. It's, it's complete nonsense. I, I, I agree with you, Alice. I've taken sanity damage from reading all of this. <laughs> mm.
1: we, we thought, like, <laughs> this is the problem, right? The lathe of heaven, it works in both directions, and one of the ways in which it works is that we come up with something and it becomes real, and then we say, oh, nothing can be worse than this, as we did with Boris Johnson's book, And then something worse happens, like this. So I'm looking forward to whatever the next thing is that reality has in store for us that's just going to totally, like, shrieve parts of our brains apart.
0: So, here's the next thing. I have it right now. Oh, for
1: fuck's sake, Riley.
0: As for Prince Andrew's denials of meeting Virginia Roberts, drinking and dancing with her, and sleeping with her, they seemed firm and backed by some evidence. The fact that a photograph exists, which seems to show him with his arm round her waist, does not, in this wicked world of Photoshop, prove anything.
1: It was a deep fake. It was a, yeah, sure. Why not? I,
3: I mean, like, I, like these people—they don't even understand how. they, Like, you can literally forensically prove whether something was photoshopped or not. It's quite easy to do. Like, that photo is not. Photoshop, like the better argument would have been like oh well just because he's pictured at a party with her with his arm around her that doesn't necessarily mean like you could be pictured with your arm around someone not in a sexual way fine you could make that argument like i would not choose to believe it but that would at least be an argument that makes sense but just saying like yeah it's photoshopped is like prince andrew not even real you see (laughs) you don't realize prince andrew is an invention prince andrew exists only in your mind
0: and right like uh, but that's the the other thing right like um Uh, you, you could, this picture that is clearly not photoshopped. What if it was photoshopped? However, it's impossible to invent, you know, um a calendar from many years ago, a weird condition that conveniently means that some inconsequential detail of the story, like you being sweaty, wasn't true, Mm. or all those other pictures that you said also um, are things you don't do, they also were Photoshop. I think that's what I really love about Prince
3: Andrew in this, is that he is like a dumb guy who's constantly trying to be really smart, where he's like, yeah, and she said that you sweatily, well, let me just stop you right there. Because for one thing, I don't sweat.
1: That's such Listen. a it's such a fucking Poirot ass plot twist to try and exonerate yourself. A little dr- yeah, a yeah. delightful little fucking drawing room mystery amuse-bouche fucking thing to be like, "Ah, oh, well you see I could not have committed the murder because I do not sweat." And like people <laughs> oh. had their lives ruined, like literal children mm. were horrifically abused, and the best you can do is to sit there on your fucking fancy carpet and be like, hmm, actually, if I go through my old calendars and tessellate all of this stuff together, it's, it's just immensely insulting and venal and, and cowardly. Oh.
3: She said she was approached by someone with ginger hair. I'm actually strawberry blonde, so I think case closed. Goodbye. I, I'll be concluding this into well, you now.
0: Alice, to your point, right, like, which, it's because, like, nothing's going to happen no, because of this, no, right? The, the, like, the, nothing's going to happen. This is
1: a frivolity. This is a parlor game to him, and it, mean, it, it, it
0: means nothing. It, it not only does it mean nothing, but like what the fact that it like doesn't mean nothing, Pete. Like Pete, you're right. People, no, it, it, it means. It, of course, ruined. it does.
1: It means something to real people. But none of this yeah. is going to register to him. He knows he's not going to have to face any consequences. When there was a story that came out uh, after the interview, which like was this huge car crash. We all agree it was in all the papers. This, this disaster. He went to see the his, worst
3: car crash the royal family's arranged like, in a while. Oh,
1: for fuck's sake, he 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 went to see his mum, the Queen. And said apparently in all seriousness, I think that went quite well and, and as far as like as far as that goes, he's probably right like it, it, yep. in terms of the actual consequences for him, it probably did go quite well and and that's well, because, so depressing
0: because like what this what the if what I've learned in the last like I don't know, eight to ten years of just experiencing the world is that all of the sort of shadow play that these pow- powerful institutions and people have used to have to do to like stay in power you just they they realize and they just don't they don't need to tell a convincing story because our opinion basically doesn't matter we we could have as much incontrovertible proof as we could possibly want and nothing will happen to rich people who commit a litany of serious crimes yeah, and, and th- ever. Th-
1: th- this is part of the um sort of The insanity and the the sort of crisis of Marianne voice vibes is that, like, everyone knows that this is happening, and you're just being uh, lied to so, like, obviously, and it's so, they are pissing down your back and telling you that it's raining, and you just kind of have to take it.
5: Yeah. Uh, Prince Andrew has, knows he doesn't have to come up with a good, a good lie because no. anything he comes up with is fine. He's not going to face any consequences. He's not going to actually like this interview no, actually, shouldn't have been done. It should have been done in a police station, not in the BBC. Yes. I, I, and this is the thing,
1: right? I, I think the thing that you can get really angry about if you have a mind to is knowing the real harm to real people that Jeffrey Epstein orchestrated. More than a few times watching that interview, you get the sense that Prince Andrew is irritated to even be asked, you know, to even be asked the question uh, is is an imposition. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know what you can do with that.
3: Yeah, I mean, the British upper classes have gone extremely mask off about this because yeah. my absolute favourite defender of, of uh, Prince Andrew, who puts the others to absolute shame, was fucking Baroness Skeletor, or whatever her name was, <laughs> who went on, was it good morning, Britain?
5: Yes, she's yes. talking- Campbell.
3: Yeah, she's got this voice as though she's been, like, injecting Jubonet into her eyeballs every hour for the past 45 years. And she's going, no, no, Jeffrey Epstein was not a paedophile. He was convicted of soliciting prostitution from a minor. And then fucking Fris Morgan is like, well, yeah, but if he's having sex with children, that is what paedophilia is. And she's like, no, I think you will fight. She was literally, like, getting the dictionary out. That was her defense. It was like, like well...
1: Fucking being told it's a, it's a febophilia, actually, by fucking Penelope from Thunderbirds.
3: Yeah, yeah. he's literally like, he's supporting <laughs> the local economy by paying local children for sex. Like, that was her take. Christ. good.
5: Well, I think, I think the, the biggest thing is that the media haven't actually said anything about the interview other than he shouldn't have done it.
1: Yeah, no, th- th- this was the most that it was ever going to be was, he done oh, that's, a, that, that's a bad look, your Royal Highness. I, I, I don't know about that one, Chief.
5: It's it's not always oh, uh, terrible things he's done. Oh, the, the interview was it was oh you shouldn't have done that interview. It didn't come out well. Well, mm.
0: here's the thing, right? And I'm going to loop this back round to sort of more electoral politics as opposed to the politics that got sort of set in stone, what, like four times over the last thousand years based on cousin fucking and like and conquering of, of different territories. We connect this back background to electoral politics and like just the sheer deference most of our media shows to people in power. Peter Oborn has written an excellent article. Um, no, the that the says, one good not-
1: liberal journalist.
0: Yeah, well, he's, hmm. he's written several good articles now because I think he's just about as pissed off with the British media as we are. He, he, he is, he is sort of fucking goes, goes off to people. B- yeah. So he he wrote this article that says that was entitled "It's not just Boris Johnson's lying; it's the media that let him, that let him get away with it." And I think the most important passage from that was. This paragraph. A big reason for Johnson's easy ride is partisanship from the media determined to get him elected. I've talked to some senior BBC executives, and they tell me they personally think it's wrong to expose lies told by a British tr- Prime Minister because it undermines trust trust in British politics. Informed. Yeah, John says the same thing. Yeah, yeah.
5: John Rental says the same thing all the time.
0: Yeah. Where it's like, oh, what it's clearly what they mean is it erodes people being okay with the hierarchy.
1: Like, and uh. this, this is the thing, right? A lot of, I think it's, it's very easy to get conspiratorial about this and be like, oh, there's like an Illuminati coordinating all this. No, that's, that's the most depressing part is that there doesn't have to be. All of these people are just perfectly content to be like, hmm, well we, maybe we shouldn't like draw any firmer conclusions on this Prince Andrew thing just because it makes me like uncomfortable in my in my tummy on some level, and I don't want to, and maybe it will like harm the the sort of the Commonwealth in some way so I, we're not going to we're just going to say it was a it was a bad move in terms of p r mm-hmm
3: imagine um. like imagine how fucking like obscenely like blackpilled and devoid of a soul you have to be to be like no we as journalists shouldn't like expose the lies that the people running the country are telling because like it would it would make everyone too depressed like it's literally like yo you're fucking commissioner gordon and being like no it's the idea of the batman is more important <laughs> I mean, like, it's like so, oh, oh. these people are so fucking insane like do you know how hard it is to get a job at the BBC. Like, what a fucking closed shop it is. Like, the people who line up out the door out of the fucking elite universities to get a job at the BBC. And, like, this is the fucking best they can do? These fucking, like, porridge-brained sycophant cunts who are, like, just incapable of taking a position on anything. Like, the fucking thing today about, like, the Tory guy who was, like, fucking Holocaust denying. And they were like, yeah, well, a guy also quit the Labour Party because he doesn't like Jeremy Corbyn. So, I guess I guess it's all just the same. I guess... Both parties are, in some extent, disarray. You know, one of them from, like, flagrant demi-fascism, and the other one from some sort of internal spats. But it's basically the same, isn't it? To me, I am the only one, the man in the high castle, who understands how things should really be, that the paedophilia must continue, because in some way, it's sort of the natural order of things. (laughs) Much more natural than introducing the kind of social democracy that they have in Sweden, which would basically be building the Berlin fucking wall. So,
0: if they're doing that about the... (sighs) Bingo cards, everyone. ...ketophilia,
1: which we all agree is is happening, what Mm. do we think that same mindset is doing for climate change? And why do we think that it's going to... In the grand scheme of things, that's the far more black-pilled thing,
2: isn't it? I've been checking Twitter as we've been doing this, and uh, the the debate has widely been just mocked for the fact that it was just a very poor format and it was really truncated but uh one really low moment was apparently tory hecklers booed and heckled jeremy corbyn for saying that climate change affects the poorest people in the world the most
3: yeah damn yep well i mean it's gonna affect prince andrew because he can't swear. <laughs> so there's one no, good that's, thing to that's come not out even of true because he can
0: now he just yeah, he, he can got can his now. ability to oh, sweat shack. Yeah,
3: damn! He's preparing for
0: climate change. (laughs) (laughs) He got his ability to sweat back in a party at Saint-Tropez. Was like just walking up to someone, just swinging his jaw and telling him how much he loved them. (laughs) Return of the Mac, baby! Oh man. (laughs) But, yeah, Alice, you know what? To your point, Mm -hmm. um, you know how they're going to do that because they're already doing it. Uh, Because they're all of the – I think often – here's my conspiracy theory mindset if we're all just going to put our tinfoil hats on. For sure. I think that a lot of the reason that there is tons of reporting in, like, the developed world that, don't worry, climate change is only going to affect the, like, the poor parts of the world is because, A – that is that is true it is going to disproportionately affect them but b i think it's also to like engender a sense of calm and stability here mm-hmm. and i think it's it's not because that like yeah like you were saying alice like, it's not because that bbc people are being paid off there's no conspiracy it's just capital is self-organizing yeah it's just if this is just what is good for what's oh, good for the country it's good for the for investments we're just going to keep everything ticking over because we're sort of just averse to change and that means that they're that at the same time as trying to sort of push this program that everything has to be in the market and everything has to get worse and climate change is coming and either it's not real or it is real and there's nothing we can do about it. But politically, that's the same thing. And uh, also this guy who's like the, you know, one of the family of the spiritual historical leaders of the nation who represents us on the world stage. Yeah, he's kind of like uh, a lot of real crazy accusations about him being a sicko. Anyway, I guess this is all just horse race journalism uh, because, you know, it's basically just entertainment.
3: Mm -hmm. Mm hmm. Ironically, a list of Prince Andrew's previous girlfriends sounds a lot like a horse race, commentators.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: and, and, and Sunday gift coming up the outside, followed followed quickly by uh, Christmas
0: Penelope. But what was her name? Who? Who? Who Stark. Stark? Who Stark? Yeah. Stark. <laughs> fine yeah. fuck it whatever he was yeah. dating a Game of Thrones character <laughs> yeah. and I think this is like this is
3: ultimately what what just like sends me the most about this whole thing is the people who like because everyone in Britain has internalized whether they admit it or not that the choice at this election is Boris Johnson or Jeremy Corbyn right those are your two possible outcomes fucking Joe Swinson and Alistair Campbell aren't gonna like ride in and save you somehow and install Peter Mandelson as like Ayatollah like, that's not Going to happen. Like, so it's Boris Johnson or Jeremy Corbyn. They get all these people who are like, well, of course I oppose Boris Johnson, but like, you know, I'm not sure I could trust Jeremy Corbyn. And it's like, fine, don't trust Jeremy Corbyn, but how the fuck are you trusting Boris Johnson? Like, for all of like conspiracy theories you might come up with about Boris Johnson, sorry, about Jeremy Corbyn, like, you know what Boris Johnson's going to do because he's fucking told you and he's already started doing it. He's like, yeah, I'm going to burn this entire fucking thing to the ground. And to say that, like, you're not prepared to take a chance because I oh the jam grandad might turn the nuclear button off it's like it's insane
1: it's it's socialism or barbarism and i feel like there's a lot of people who need that plausible deniability in order to vote for the barbarism and we have to not Mm. give it to them
3: yeah yep yeah so well the only per i mean the tories created this mess so
0: logically only they can solve it you know (laughs) all right um, I think we, we've gone on for a little bit. So, Loki, I want to thank you for calling in today. Yeah, it's fine. Thank you very much. And to remind you to never stop posting. Of course. <laughs> posts. Uh, also, I want to um, thank all of you for listening to this Patreon episode and let you know as well that we are doing a live show on December 3rd with Rob Delaney. Mm. Uh, star of stage and screen and Twitter. It's going to be down in Vauxhall. The ticket link's going to be in the episode, but if you want to see us yak around and gad about and mm. do some capering with uh, Rob Delaney. Yeah, the guy and who up some you tickets why the now. NHS is good. Yeah, yeah, you know him. There's a there's a Pizza Express nearby if you want to pre eat. Uh, actually, one of my favorite restaurants in London is, uh, I think, quite nearby. It's called Brunswick House. So you can go there beforehand if you want to have dinner. Or if you want to have dinner near me, Riley compulsively has to make a bougie point.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Look, we've been, we've uh, been just been going off on royals this whole time. He needs to like reclaim some kind of status.
3: Riley Riley just like it, it, the reason the reason why he always eats at such bougie places is he knows that places like Pizza Express are frequented by pedophiles and he's keen to avoid them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Riley, Riley. No, you, uh, you have to like pull it back together by like sneering at Fortnum and Mason. I
0: fuck, okay, I do hate Fortnum and Mason for reasons I'll go in on it on a subsequent episode. Is it the Hampers?
3: Damn.
0: They're rebranding Partly. for Gen Z Fortnite and Mason. <laughs> 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 um Alright. Uh so uh, Um, Milo do you have any shows coming up uh, not in like the extremely near future but
3: actually like I've got uh, Jan 17th I'm in Liverpool at Hot Water Comedy Club Uh, there's uh, we'll put a link in the description so if you live if you live in the Liverpool slash Manchester area and want to come see my 2019 Edinburgh show which won an award don't you know Uh, that's happening 18th of January uh, I'm doing Two North Down in London also with that show which is going to be the final time I do that in London that's gonna, also going to be a taping so if you want to come and have your laugh preserved on tape do come to that I've also got some like aging Coming to that So yeah Do do come and make me look good um, And uh, I'm doing The Vault Festival In late February Early March With a whip Of my new show And also Leicester Comedy Festival In February 21st and 22nd 21st I'm doing Pindos The Edinburgh Show And 22nd I'm doing a whip Of my new show So if you live in Leicester Slash the Midlands So
0: what are you doing In 2022 If we're going that far ahead 2022 Well yeah.
3: later in 2020 I'm going to the Melbourne Comedy Festival How <laughs> about it. that it's not,
0: an, it's not an invitation To give more okay. dates Cut us yeah. mic Cut us mic God, any, is any day
3: that's not accounted for i will be at pizza express <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh alice you got it also an episode of well there's your problem i imagine uh yeah recording
1: that today actually uh so n- not actually sure what it's gonna be yet but uh we have our own youtube channel now uh, we have a twitter account which is at wtyp pod and we have a patreon so uh first premium episode of that is coming soon
0: So once you donate to us, donate to them in that order.
1: It's actually cheaper. Like it's it's two dollars a month.
0: Wtyp
3: pod is also the name of one of Prince Andrew's previous girlfriends. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's too baroque.
0: Uh, Loki, do Mm -hmm. you do you have anything to plug before we get off, or are you just gonna plug your plug your Twitter? I'll I'll ask. I'll ask again. I'll ask again. Uh, Loki, where can people find you on Twitter? Uh, Loki six. Hell, motherfucking, yeah. So, we will see you. Somebody knows where he was in 2006. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) He was at the club Loki's in Nashville Mm. in 2006. He remembers it very clearly. But he was not sweating. uh, uh, We will see you all later. Uh, Thanks for being with us here. Later. Bye.